This is Music Mentality with Angie. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I know it's been a minute since we've dropped an episode and I know I mentioned a season one wrap up. I think I just really needed that minute to truly reflect on the journey this podcast has taken. On this episode though, you get to meet the team, Aileen, Meg, and myself. And this time I'm the one who's getting interviewed by Aileen and Meg and we talk about how this podcast got started, what we've learned, the rewards and the challenges, how great it is working with small artists and what it's like for me to be in the entertainment and music industry. I want to take a moment though to thank all of the artists who have opened up on this show and have given this show a chance. It's really, really hard to trust a stranger, let alone a stranger who just started this little project and is asking people to open up to her, so a huge thank you to them. Another huge special thank you to both Aileen and Meg who have not only been a source of moral and emotional support throughout all of this, but who have taken their own time to believe in this project and put labor into it. Through listening to these episodes, giving me feedback, editing, posting on Music Mentality's Instagram, recruiting artists to be on the show, along with so many other things, they have really made this project possible. So yeah, just a thank you to this entire community. I'm eternally grateful for you all. And I truly, truly cannot stress this enough that this is just the beginning and I cannot wait for season two to come around. Okay, well, I just want to like begin by talking about the fact that our first interaction ever, like the first time we had ever met each other was right after you had had the idea to start this. So explain where you were before you really knew me. What made you come up with this idea? What inspired you? Well, first of all, I'd love for you to introduce yourself so the listeners know (laughs) whose voice they're listening to. (laughs) Okay, so actually this is really funny because most of the time when I teach my swim classes, I won't realize until after, but I have never introduced myself to my kids. (laughs) So I'll get to like halfway through a session of swimming lessons and I'll be like, what's my name? And all of my kids are like, you never told us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Meg. I'm Angie's roommate and the social media manager of Music Mentality. Um, I am, that's, that's all I'm going to say about myself. Bro, you could say so much more, but I'm not going to lie. For those who have been listening to this podcast, they've probably heard your name and who you are so (laughs) many times. And chances are they probably know things about you that you don't even realize they know. That's very fun. That's exciting. (laughs) Well, sitting with us today here is also, um, my lovely best friend and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hi guys. My name is Aileen. I am the editor of this podcast, and I'm very happy to be here. 
Um, this is a big moment for us. It's the end of season one. <laughs> I mean, how many episodes do we have? Ten? Bro, no. No, we have that. more than that. Yeah. Oh my god, I should know this. I'm the editor. No, it's fine. I'm the host and I don't even know. I think we have like 18. Okay, <laughs> like that is so impressive. This literally came from an idea. Like Ange has so many ideas <laughs> all the time. And this one just like really stuck and it grew and it's <laughs> it continues to grow and it's offering so many opportunities and it's bringing each of us joy. It's so exciting. Honestly, this is like I feel such an interesting um, moment just because, Meg, you met me after this idea. You and I met quite recently, like back in October. So what, we've known each other for like maybe 10 months. Aileen, she has been my neighbor growing up. So she has seen me and all my impulsiveness growing up. She has seen me dedicate myself to piano, fail my piano. She has seen, she has been through there through all of that so like you know the newer version of me Aileen has seen the older version of me so it's really interesting to be sitting here and like analyzing all these different versions of me yeah okay well can I just say that neighbor is not an accurate label for me I'm no. your best friend for several years she has been like my sister from another parent <laughs> from, yeah I was gonna say mister but like two different parents <laughs> Okay, so circling back to the origins of this episode, Meg, would you want to repeat the question? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So, back at it. So, the first time I met you, you actually brought up the fact that you had just come up with this idea to create a podcast, and you hadn't started it. I don't even think you had bought the materials for it yet. It was just like hey, I started thinking of this, and I've been researching into it to see if I can do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, so... Um, explain the process, like, from idea to your first interview. What was that like? I think one of the things that I'm most known for is my impulsivity. I mean, I'm sitting here after an impulsive haircut and hair dye today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally, at, what, 4 o'clock... After I got my hair cut, Ange decided she wanted to go back to having short hair. You inspired me. Oh, I never <laughs> cut my hair short. <laughs> so, uh, we cut it this this afternoon. Yeah. I cut her hair to uh, just above her shoulders, and we're dyeing it after we finish this interview. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I've been impulsive, and Aileen has seen my impulsivity growing up, so... I mean, when it came to this show, to be totally honest, it was an impulsive idea as well. That being said, it was an impulsive idea that I, like, hyper-fixated on long-term. <laughs> like, I'm still hyper-fixated on this idea. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, it started off with me just, like, filming a random TikTok and being like, oh, I how cool would this idea be? Like, if I interviewed artists and, like, picked their brains for men- like with their mental health struggles growing up, like... How did they come to create their art? Where did that come from? How did their mental health play a role in it? Just because I know it's something that speaks volumes to me and mental health has been something that I've been really passionate about. So I was like, okay, I posted that on, that on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, but like what if no one would want to be an artist or a guest on this show? And then I got like four comments, not 40, not 400. <laughs> I got four comments. Two of them were mine. <laughs> that were like, yeah, just do it. And I was like, okay, I've been convinced. 
<laughs> so here I am, um, invested in like a $60 <laughs> Amazon microphone, nothing too expensive or anything. And started off, started it off from the comfort of my bedroom at the time and my parents' place. And, um, again, to be honest, I did give it a lot of thought afterwards. Like once I committed to the idea, I remember like, you guys are so cute holding hands. I remember like <laughs> taking an Adderall, <laughs> taking an Adderall and <laughs> I was fixating on the intro page that I would send to artists. And oh my God, I remember this. Yeah, I spent eight hours on Adderall picking a font. <laughs> <laughs> Which what was font, What font did you go with? Ah. Uh, what font did I do? You, you can't even. You spent eight hours picking it, and she you can't. can't guys, it. I went through every single font on Google Docs, on Word, and Microsoft Office, <laughs> picking the perfect font. I don't remember the name of you the left font. Out pages. And does Pages have nothing to offer you? Did I not say Pages? Did you? I don't know. I'm so sorry. That is okay. No, you said Google Docs, Microsoft, and Microsoft. I think. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I went through like all of the different fonts and I don't remember what it came down to, but I remember being like, it's serious, but it's just fun enough that like it shows my fun side, but it's not too fun that where it's like she's unprofessional. (laughs) And then I remember like searching up different lawyers and stuff to like draft up a contract for this because I was like, okay, if we're going to take this seriously, I'm going to take this seriously and prep for what like if I were to ever go big and like, you know, interview different artists who like might sue me one day or something just not that I'm suable or anything but like (laughs) you know like a talent release form I felt like there must be some kind of paperwork that would be important and would also um show that I am taking this seriously and I am professional about this Mm -hmm. so um yeah $60 for my microphone my actually my sister's old bedroom (laughs) which was my bedroom at the time at that point and Eight hours of picking a font later. (laughs) Here we are. But that being said, like, this has gone through many stages where I drafted up the questionnaire and had to, like, revise it several times. Aileen, like, she has been my main source of inspiration when it came to being curious and inquisitive and, like, knowing how to ask people questions because, like, I think that your superpower is listening to people and you're always so good at asking questions. So, like, you taught me how to do that growing up like you are the reason that I'm able to ask questions um and even then it's like I'm still learning and I'm constantly inspired but um (laughs) I got you you are really great you're literally a natural at this (laughs) thanks bro (laughs) I try (laughs) um Meg don't worry I will come around as to how you inspired me too (laughs) (laughs) um no I think that it's there's no doubt that I've never met anyone else ever who asks as many questions as Aileen does. I know, right? And it's amazing. I know, like, every interaction is, like, not an interview, but kind of an interview. <laughs> like, every interaction we have with Aileen, we're like, oh, wow, I didn't notice that about myself until you asked that question. <laughs> I didn't know I had so much to say about this topic. <laughs> I didn't realize I went through so much trauma over this topic. <laughs> um, yeah. Asking questions is a superpower. It is a superpower. It's a superpower that you teach people. So good on you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, then I switched bedrooms. And when I switched bedrooms, you know, like, again, first of all, I want to say sometimes it's really obvious when I'm using a $60 microphone, (laughs) especially at the beginning. I didn't, I really didn't know what I was doing. I remember my first episode or the first interview that I recorded, I was like, oh my God, I'm good. And then the second one, I was like, oh wait, 
I'm mm-hmm. shit. And then that's when you actually taught me, like, the four stages, which I can't recite right now, but Meg, I would love for you to recite them. Um, it goes, and I might be wrong about this, but it's conscious competence, unconscious confidence, or unconscious incompetence, conscious competence, unconscious competence, conscious competence. There it so is. basically you go through have being, you have no idea what you're doing, um, and you think that you're doing really well because you start off at piano and you can remember where the G, like, key, key. is. <laughs> and then you learn more notes. And then all of a sudden, only knowing where G is just isn't really something that's good anymore. And because you know what being able to play good piano is, you realize how bad you are at playing piano. And mm. then because you're dedicated to learning piano... All of a sudden, you're playing well, but you're not necessarily, like, realizing you're playing well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, it's like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing, and I know that I'm doing it well. But then it becomes an unconscious practice, or no, it stays conscious. What's the last step? Like, what's the the higher self of that? (laughs) It's definitely that you're doing it unconsciously. I might have messed it up, the order. It might be unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, unconscious that makes sense that makes sense yeah well I like felt myself transition into that where I was like oh wait like I'm actually not that good how can I improve and again like my support system helped me so much through improving both like physically understanding why my microphone wasn't doing as well and also the quality of the questions and the quality of the interviews so when I switched rooms I realized that that room was a little bit larger and you know more echoey so it didn't work out well so it moved over to my closet and like that's where a lot of my interviews came to happen from the comfort of my closet with all the clothing where I filmed like all of my intros in Aileen's closet and stuff like with the clothing muffling it so finally when I moved out um with Meg (laughs) I moved out I turned half of my bedroom into a makeshift office where I got like noise canceling drapes and, like, half my room has these noise-canceling foam squares. If you're a musician, you probably know what I'm talking about. I forgot what they're called. But, I mean, still off a $60 microphone. But you know what? We're growing. We are improving little by little. I mean, I have an office. Mind you, it's in my bedroom. But it's an office. It is an office, and there is a curtain between the bed <laughs> and the office. Dividing so, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's two different rooms. You have a bedroom and an office. Yeah, she thought through this office for a long time. I mean, the <laughs> office was the most important part of her bedroom. Like, it had to be perfect. We went through so many ideas. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, I guess, yeah, that's kind of where I began. Like, impulsive idea, Adderall, cheap <laughs> microphone, and noise-canceling drapes. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Go team. Right? <laughs> So what has been the most rewarding part of all of this? Oh my god. Um, I mean, obviously, like, meeting the different artists, but to go into detail about the rewards that came from all of these artists was honestly learning so much about myself and, like, these interviews have been therapeutic for me and I've gotten so many comments from artists saying that it was therapeutic for them which was so rewarding knowing that like I you know this podcast is helping people it is building a community slow and steady it's it's 
not the, where I want it to be yet, but it is happening. And that on its own is success, which I feel like that is such an improvement from where I started where I was like, oh, I want high numbers because high numbers equal success. But now I'm like, hey, I have a little office in my bedroom and it's not a closet anymore. That is successful. Like there are people who are emailing me who are like, hey, I've listened to your podcast and I'm like, I really love it and I'm so inspired by it. And that is successful. Like hearing these different artists who you know, tell me that they've never gotten the opportunity to share the things that they have shared with me before. That is so rewarding. And I think just knowing that like there are artists helping artists through this, like this channel, this podcast being the channel that helps each other. Oh my God, that's like amazing knowing that like this podcast is introducing different people to each other, to me, to my friends. It's like we've jammed out with some of the people who have been on this show. Like that is so rewarding. And I think that that is like the main thing that keeps me going because I'm not gonna lie this thing gets really difficult sometimes and I de like I get demotivated sometimes but like just looking at the big picture and knowing that not only has it helped people but it has connected people truly that is the most rewarding part that's amazing you've really been able to like offer up a safe space for all these artists and like talk about these really like taboo subjects like I don't really want to call mental health issues or mental health in general like taboo but I mean vulnerable I mean you really got people to be vulnerable with you and it's so rewarding like I can hear these artists like their their guard comes down around you and you should be so proud of yourself that you've created this community It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I honestly am very proud, but again, like this is you know, I started this podcast constantly saying, you know, I'm doing this, me, me, me. But like it is it is not a me project. At this point, all I'm doing is like I'm doing the talking, but like you guys are helping with the creative projects, Meg. That is how I'm so inspired by you. You are like the source of my creativity. So many of my conversations are wrapped around my experiences with you guys and my support systems. So like that alone, regardless of whether or not you guys are part of this project, knowing that I have a support system who supports me with all of this, I get to experience so many things through you and bring that into conversation and get other people's opinions and like help other people with that. So it's like... I've never felt alone through this process and that has been, you know, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so grateful for that because it's a passion project and I feel really, really passionate about it. And you guys are still here because you believe in it as much as I do. And that makes it such a group effort. So it's not my podcast. Like it's very well our podcast, including everyone who's been on it, everyone who follows the Instagram, everyone who listens to it weekly, or even everyone who listens to it one time, like all the support is so appreciated. So it very well is a group effort because again, we learn from each other, you know? I guess we all just have that music mentality. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I love a good dad joke. (laughs) Um, So I guess kind of going off of what Aileen just asked you, thank you very much, by the way, for all those lovely words of appreciation. It's amazing to be here with you on this journey and to be able to, like, see you grow (laughs) and grow along with you and really, like always feel like it is partly my project like I love music mentality I'm so passionate about it and it's because of the passion that you have for it Aww, Meg. Um, and so like I I'm wondering you talked about how rewarding it was having conversations with these artists um is there anything anyone said that has really stuck with you in your day-to-day life 
oh my god so many things i can't even like pinpoint one specific thing i think i think personally the first thing that comes to my mind is the definition of success because so many different artists have different definitions of success but they all come down to the same common denominator which is just progress and being proud of yourself and again like at the beginning of this journey I did not view success in that way I wanted to I knew I consciously wanted to view it that way but in my soul that is not how I felt um so I must say I think that's one of the things that stood out to me the most um I always say this but like I didn't realize that how many people really agreed with me but like how heartbreak isn't limited to significant others and like music can be heartbreaking and your journey to success or whatever you call it success that can be so heartbreaking and challenging and difficult so like I think that those are the few things that stuck with me the most and I've been really fortunate to have so many artists be so vulnerable and open up and like I realized that the best thing an an artist but anyone can do is to help themselves and be honest with themselves because like you know you could come on this show and be like oh you know don't worry it'll be okay try again and like you know quote an Instagram quote but the best way to help people that or at least to help me from my experience was to hear these artists true stories the quote-unquote ugly feelings the stories that you know are difficult to hear are not fun to share the things that you know Hollywood doesn't really present we just see the aftermath we don't see how challenging it really is we don't see how our mental health suffers in the pursuit of fixing our mental health like it is a difficult journey it is not linear so when an artist comes on here and they're like yeah like I've had family die I've had friends die I've turned to like alcohol I've turned to drugs I've turned to like anything and everything and like I don't I still don't know what to do sometimes that alone makes me realize that you know we're we're not alone and there's different people out there who feel that way and that is what builds the community but to say that you know everything's going to be okay to be honest a lot of us know it's going to be okay that's not what the point is the point is right now it's not okay so what do we do about right now that's so true I think storytelling is like a huge part and a really important part of this whole podcast I mean it's kind of the basis of it and you've like given that platform for people to talk and tell their stories do you feel like a lot of these artists have similar storylines um, and similar struggles? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So many. Honestly, each one of these stories have been so incredibly different, but there have been similarities. Again, when it comes, like, touring experiences, for example, like some of the artists that I've interviewed that have gone on tour, you know, I don't think I've ever really heard any artist say I genuinely like it because it is hard. I didn't realize that, you know, you're basically living out of a bus the whole time. In my head, I thought it was a lot more glamorous than that. I thought it was from hotel to hotel, five-star hotels, you know, everyone buying you drinks and food is always covered and, like, this, like, glamorous Hollywood lifestyle. That is not what happens. That's not, that's not even what happens with, like, later down the line often. I mean, maybe maybe eventually. I don't know. I've never interviewed Beyonce. But, like, mm-hmm. like getting there, it is difficult to do your makeup on a moving bus, to fall asleep on a bus that is like claustrophobic and hot and constantly shaking so yeah and I think it's really cool how you're interviewing like small artists because we don't really get you're giving small artists a platform to tell their <laughs> stories and talk about their struggles like 
we often talk to artists when they've already achieved an enormous amount of success. So this podcast is so special to hear those people talk and like musicians or aspiring musicians can listen to it and, and feel inspired by it and like relate to it. Like these stories are so relatable and you can tell that that's true by like hearing all these artists present similar stories mm-hmm. and struggles and you re- and you relate to them as an artist mm-hmm. yeah and I'm sure that's empowering for you well that's the thing like we're all little guys at the beginning like I really do want to like I think that's something that even even if this were to take off and be like the most successful thing in the world like I think that giving small artists small people a voice is so freaking important because you got artists that are so talented that have incredibly deep stories but they might not have the accessibility or the resources to make it big they might not you know they might have not taken that step yet or they might not even be pursuing music at the end of the day but they're still insanely talented and still have so much to share and they're still an artist or musician at the end of the day you don't have to pursue music to be a musician so like to hear these different stories is so inspiring and I think that we I'm a small guy you know so everyone who's giving this podcast a listen is supporting a small guy and like I think that it's an important practice to keep keep it up because we're all small guys yes that's so true and I'm sure your story right now like people are going to relate to this people who want to have their own podcast (laughs) oh I hope it inspires people (laughs) What I do think you, it already has. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, what do you hope that the audience takes away from all of this? I don't think there's one thing that I want the audience to take away from this because I don't know what it would be. Because at the end of the day, each artist has such a different story to bring to the table and we're all in such different places in our lives and overcoming such different things that it's like, you know – to say that there's one goal, I don't think that's necessarily feasible. Again, I can sit here and say, you know, you're not alone because you're not alone. We're all a community. There are people out there who are going through the same struggles, but that is just such a general thing to say. So I don't really know what I want want each individual to take out of this podcast except for exactly that. We're a community and, you know, keep reaching out to people man <laughs> but I don't I don't know because each I can tell you individually which artist has taught me what I mean I'm not going to because I can't say that off the top of my head but like every artist brings something different to the table that the audience can take away for a different like lesson There's, every episode has a different moral of the story essentially well, maybe... I mean every episode is a story of its own yeah that's true like, do you want to dive into one specific story or moment that really touched you this season with an artist? Hmm. Oh, my God. No, you guys, because sometimes, like, I'll come out of an interview crying. <laughs> I'll literally be like, yeah. holy shit, like, that was such an amazing interview. I learned so much. I, like, I empathize with this person so much. It, like, to see them have the strength that they have, I'm inspired to have strength as well so I've been honestly touched by most if not all of the people who have been on this podcast they have all taught me something off the top of my head like nah I can't can't even I can't answer one thing because each story has touched me in such immense ways so you bring up that there were often times where at the end of an 
interview, you would come out of that crying. <laughs> so it sound well, obviously, from the episodes, as you listen to them, everyone is being incredibly vulnerable, um, and yourself included. Has it been challenging to be that vulnerable, and how have you overcome these challenges? Oh my God, that's a good question. Do you guys see my support system? <laughs> like, this is these are the people who inspire me every day. Um, <laughs> um, vulnerability. Hmm. I'm going to compare conversations, confrontation to what I told you guys about earlier. We've, I've had this conversation with each one of these people individually, but having a conversation that is vulnerable honestly is comparable to sex <laughs> it is intimate it is yeah. vulnerable it is difficult for sure to strip yourself of your guards and come onto an, a podcast knowing it's going to be public it is difficult and honestly there's a lot of things that I haven't shared I'm like 99% sure that the artists that have been on the show they haven't shared everything so I totally understand you know, them being a little bit hesitant to really opening up. But that, but that being said, I briefly touched on it earlier, like the best thing any artist can do is to be open and vulnerable, but that is difficult. So I think that the most influential episodes to me personally have been the ones where the artists have put their trust into this community, into this podcast, and have like dived into taking us through a journey in their shoes rather than recounting what they've gone through as a story. Um, and that is a difficult thing to do. I haven't done it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. But props to the artists who have because that is a difficult thing to do. It is. It's so difficult to go up there and be vulnerable like that. I mean, it's one thing to write a song that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable. I mean, that is difficult, of course. But there's always mm-hmm. a little bit of ambiguity, ambiguity to it. Yeah. Um, but telling your story is something totally different. Yeah. And that's why people li- love listening. You know? Yeah. They get to hear <laughs> about what truly inspires these artists and what they're struggling with, mm-hmm. you know? And in terms of, like, overcoming um, that vulnerability and, like, being able to share, again, like, I haven't entirely, but that being said, I think it's, um, I think it's a two-way street. When an artist starts being vulnerable, it's easy for me to be vulnerable. Knowing that this is still going to be public and, like, people I don't know are going to be listening to it, that is the scary part. But in the moment, it's it's just trusting that we are like-minded people and we are building and we are, like, fostering this safe space to just come as we are. And that is, I guess, to answer your earlier question, that is the goal at the end of the day, for everyone to come as they are regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they look like, come as they are, you know, like – celebrate how far they've come celebrate who they are celebrate their success which is how far they've come because every single artist has to come far even artists who have to start even people who have to start off from square one all over again have come far because you know a lot of things in the entertainment and arts industry or in other industries as well is trial and error so you know when you try try one thing and it didn't work out that's already you're further along than you were before so going back to what we were talking about in terms of success, I feel like as a listener, I learned so much about that from the artists that you listen to because it's like, wow, there's so many different ways that you can make it in the music industry. I mean, we think that success in the music industry is being Beyonce. Mm-hmm. There's only one Beyonce, but mm-hmm. 
there's like different ways to be successful in this industry. I mean, you can be super happy being a piano teacher and like performing on the side, you know? You can be like happy performing at festivals and you can find joy in different things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be so big and grand, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there's just, I mean, success is so many different things. It is. Success is so many different things and like, I actually talked about this with an, a recent artist that I interviewed that is going to be part of season two. But, like, there is only one Beyonce. If you're aiming to be Beyonce, first of all, who says that that is the most successful? Because there are so many different genres of music. For someone who listens to heavy metal, they probably don't think that Beyonce is the epitome of success, you know? Because they don't listen to Beyonce. So there's so many different markers of success, so many different points to hit. And also climbing this ladder I put quotes around ladder I mean where are you climbing it towards because everyone has a different end goal and it's okay to not want to be Ariana Grande or Beyonce you can be happy wherever you are and like you said so well that is success just that progress getting to wherever it is you want to be not necessarily being a billionaire or touring around the world or uh, like having millions of followers mind you I get it a lot of people do want that but you know I feel like having that is also a struggle of its own because every single point of success has different struggles so if you're going to idolize Billie Eilish to the point where you want to be her well you're not going to be her and you're not ever going to be happy until you stop wanting to be her and if you're never going to be happy then you're never going to feel successful So where are you climbing that ladder to? Because you're not ever going to see the top of it, you know? So true. No, that was really beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Meg, you've been a little silent. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Awkward laugh. I don't know what to say to that. I don't think anyone who is quiet knows what to say to that when someone points it out. so true um it's also important to note that a lot of these artists are making money off of what they're doing and the work that they're putting out i mean there's different uh there's 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 so many ways to make money in this world which is also Mm -hmm. a lesson that i learned listening to this podcast (laughs) and that's also so empowering you know like these people are so creative Mm -hmm. and it's just really fun listening to how they like use their creative energy in their careers Mm -hmm. yeah and again yeah there's so many different ways to make money like I've been teaching piano I remember interviewing someone who works at like the Rogers Center one person I interviewed was a small performer in like different bars and like she would like reach out to all these different bars so there are so many different ways that being said there are also so many different ways to be taken advantage of so I think that to respect yourself as a human being is such an important thing in this industry because it is easily it is so easy to be taken advantage of and I've interviewed artists who have been taken advantage of as well because and it's not fair it's not fair most artists they do deserve more because if you're not working in nine to five and you choose to live the life of an artist you're working 24 7 and you're getting paid like five bucks an hour or whatever it is um if you're not carefully respecting yourself so it is really really difficult but that being said I think that the industry is so wide and there's so many different 
potentials in it. Everything is an opportunity. So, you know, if you can teach an instrument, teach an instrument. If you can work in an atmosphere where there are people who are like-minded like you, even honestly, Meg, like when you worked at Starbucks, I was so inspired to work at Starbucks because there's so many creative people working there, you know? Like you meet people who are creatives all the time and you are inspired by them and all of a sudden you're working together like Meg when I first met you I was so excited to live together because I was like oh my god like Aileen had mentioned that you're a singer and like you write music and all of a sudden we're constantly writing music together like the intro to this podcast was one that we wrote together like yeah yeah you're inspired by people you make connections you make friends you grow within the industry so anywhere can be an opportunity so I don't think you should ever limit yourself to being like I am only gonna you know be successful when I'm making millions when I'm performing at Madison Square Garden because that's that's not you don't jump from A to Z like that you know it's true it is very true um honestly actually that kind of reminds me of something that's been very impressive to watch as you (laughs) have been doing this but you, as someone who is a self-made, like, your podcast is self-made. You <laughs> created this. You started off with a bachelor degree in political science <laughs> yes. and made this degree, and made this podcast having no real ties, I guess, or community in the music industry because you hadn't really set, stepped foot in it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching you do this and watching you like send your talent release forms and be like I am Angie and this is my (laughs) podcast has been really amazing (laughs) but I'm sure really challenging at times especially when Mm -hmm. you have been talking to artists who have like a good amount of listeners and have a bit of a platform what has that been like for you well first of all um Y'all already know what I'm about to say. My sister knows, my family knows, everyone knows. My motto throughout this entire podcast has been six degrees of separation. (laughs) We are all connected. She only started this podcast to meet young blood. (laughs) That's the real reason. Yeah, so when I interview him one day, this podcast is done. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I ha- I was really inspired by Youngblood, though, because he has a podcast that's very similar, talking about mental health, and he sings about politics and mental health all the time. So, honestly, he was such a huge source of inspiration for this podcast. But that being said, like, throughout all of these months, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'll start off with my friends, and then I'll move on to their friends, and then I'll move on to their friends, and that's how it'll happen. And I don't know if anyone even wants to be interested, like, Honestly, the the biggest challenge, again, like, I still do this, but I will be scrolling through TikTok, commenting on artists being like, oh my god, love your voice, love your story, be a guest. (laughs) There was one point where Ange had back-to-back, like, so many interviews scheduled that she didn't have time to continue doing her homework and studying for her exams that she was in the middle of writing and she would be like oh I just found this new artist like I think I'm just gonna like DM them (laughs) I did I did I slipped into so many DMs (laughs) so many and meanwhile like Aileen and I are sitting here being like girl (laughs) study for your exam work to do girl (laughs) I know it would like be addicting 
Yeah. yeah. You actually, I think, had to tell me, like, please stop me from... We had to create a rule. We had to create a rule that there was only, like, one obscure genre that you hadn't really interviewed anyone in. Um, <laughs> I, like, there were... If you hadn't interviewed them and they were an artist in that genre, you could reach out to them, but otherwise you weren't allowed. <laughs> we also went beyond TikTok, though. Like, we get, we have our own business cards now. Yeah. Very bougie. Okay. <laughs> she also put a lot of thought into that. And we, like, go to concerts out in Toronto and, like, try to see, try to scout people out. Yeah, like, <laughs> the recruiting process has become a business of its own. It has. And I think that's so fun. <laughs> Honestly, it is fun. You meet so many cool people. Like, oh, my God. I'm I'm interviewing someone next week that Aileen went to go see with her sister. And she's like, Ange, like, this is such a cool artist. You got to interview her. You got to interview her. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, I still do it all the time. I'm like scrolling through TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, comment, <laughs> you know, go through Instagram, DM, do they have an email? Email. <laughs> and I've like gotten pretty great artists. But I think that the most recent, you know, little rewarding point has been people reaching out to me and asking to be on the show, which yeah. is like, whoa, I'm not used to that. That's nice. That's kind of like really nice because I know that people are listening and they're interested and they want to share their stories to and the point where they're reaching out. they want to share their stories with you. <laughs> I think you need to give yourself a little bit more credit. I think that the space you have created is very safe and secure and really gives artists a comfortable place where they can share these stories. Thanks, guys. So <laughs> it's like, I, there's like a warmth to you that everybody feels and it's really obvious like in your interviews like you you're an empath and you genuinely care about their stories and you like challenge these artists to like believe in themselves <laughs> and it's so great it's really I mean I get that experience all the time being your friend but it's like really <laughs> nice seeing you give that give that to strangers oh thanks guys thank you thank you for like giving me the credit that I should be giving myself when I can't give it to myself. Literally, <laughs> anytime, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you guys, but yeah, I mean, just reach like people reaching out. That's that's like so amazing. Whether it's to reach out and be like, I'm inspired by your show, or like artists emailing me, being like, Hey, we listened to your show. Like, we have another artist that would be interested in being on it with you. That's like kind of imposter syndrome right now because like sometimes I can't even believe it because I'm like whoa whether they're big or small artists it's it's just such a whoa and like I can see this community growing I can see people listening and I can like see people having conversations and people connecting and creating music creating art and opening up and making realizations like wow <laughs> yeah like creating a podcast that's so much about like mental health in the music industry what do you think about um, the music industry? Do you think it's a hard? Do you think it's a hard place mentally to be in? Oh yeah, like a hundred thousand times. Yeah, it is. Honestly, sometimes I question whether or not I should even be in it myself, and I'm not even fully in it. But it is such a competitive industry. It is mean a lot of the time, and like not constructive criticism mean just flat out mean and like people hate a lot and people will hate if you are for example creating music that isn't the genre that they listen to and at that point it's like 
yo, just don't listen to the music then. It's not your genre, you know? And it's it's just so competitive and easily, like, you can be taken advantage of so easily because you're constantly torn. You're like, should I take this opportunity? Should I take that opportunity? Should I spend my, my time and my energy creating this or doing that, knowing that it's going to pay next to none if it pays anything at all? But, like, I know I need the experience. I know I need to build up my portfolio. At what point is it is your portfolio done and ready and you can start being like, I need to make an income because again yes you can be doing this from the comfort of your bedroom and like not be making anything and instead be working a nine-to-five job that's totally fine so many people want to do that and they're like I said at the beginning they're still artists just as much they're still musicians that being said like there should be opportunities for people in the music industry to make it in the music industry without like working 24-7 constantly you know subjecting themselves to ridiculous things ridiculous incomes next to nothing and like getting their art stolen getting like putting themselves out there being vulnerable just for like hatred and lack of connections it's a difficult industry and it needs to be so much nicer because the matter of the fact is the way that I see it is that there is enough success there is enough space for success for everyone in this industry like so true everyone again like if you like heavy metal you're not gonna I don't know you're not gonna compare Marilyn Manson to Beyonce you know they're both their own forms of success there's so many genres there's so many different jobs you can do there's so many different things you can do so many different ways you can write you can be a producer you can DJ like there's just so many different things so to be this competitive and be like no only one person can be on on top that's just silly (laughs) I know but you know like this there is definitely competitiveness in the music industry but I think it's also important to note like how helpful these artists have been, like, how open they are to helping other people. Oh, yeah. And, oh, like, yeah. the community that you have, like, connected with, like, they're always, like, they're, they're they talk about their other artists' friends and how they support mm-hmm. each other. And, like, it's true. Like, you, nobody just makes a song and puts it out. Like, there's, there's people who inspire that person, that mm-hmm. artist. There's producers that work on that track. You know, there's maybe a, a writer who writes that track. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a group process. And there's so much there's there's so much more success to be, be have mm-hmm. when you work collaboratively. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've met I've, I've been very fortunate. I've met so many cool people, so many kind hearted people who are more than willing to help. But I've also met the opposite. And I know each one of the people I've interviewed have met people who just you know, will purposely put a wedge in their path or try their best to, you know, stop that success. Even, honestly, even random people commenting on TikToks being mean. Like, that is, again, why are you doing that? You're just hindering their success because, what, you think that they don't deserve it? So that's that's the mean part. But that being said, I think that another thing I've learned in this process is to never be afraid to ask for help. Because the matter of the fact is, not everyone's going to help. But the few people that you meet that do help that become a part of your support system, that have so much knowledge and experience and advice to share, all the hate is worth it when it comes to those people because you won't even think about the hate at that point. I mean, maybe you will, but like like at the end of the day, there are nice people out there and there are people who want successful for others as well. Um, 
So I think it's always worth it to reach out and ask for help. I mean, mind you, I I freaking joined tons of Facebook groups and I'm like, hey, you yes. guys, <laughs> you know, Anne like is the master at networking. <laughs> like she is, she is, yeah, she just knows exactly. She's not afraid to ask for help, and that is literally why this whole podcast is created. I mean, that's literally why Meg and I jumped on board. <laughs> I love you guys. And it's really fun <laughs> helping you. And like, look at what we've created. Like, we're all so proud of it. And it's so rewarding. It is. Oh my god. What has been the most rewarding part for you guys? Um, the most rewarding part for me is one, seeing your joy in all of this, and two, also just like listening to these, um, listening to these people have like really relatable stories. And listening, like, I get emotional sometimes listening to these podcasts. Like, oh, my God, Michaela's episode literally <laughs> brought me to tears. <laughs> shout out to Michaela. Shout out to, uh, to Parsa, Meg and my BFF. We love you, Parsa. Hi, Parsa. Oh, and shout out to Kusha, who listens, his brother. It's yes. also so cool how literally, like, our friends, like, listen to this. Our friends care about it. I, oh, my God, yeah. When we went to, like, a St. Patrick's Day party, you know, I met people who I've never even met before who are like, oh, yo, like, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, bro, thanks. I know. It's, like, it's it's rewarding that to feel, like, like what you care about, other people care about it, too, you know? So rewarding. It is. Um, for me, I'd say the most rewarding part is definitely, like, seeing the interactions with the artists and hearing the stories that you come back with after interviewing these people and, like, listening to the connections that you've been able to make like you very truly have been making friendships I feel like with a lot of the artists that you're interviewing and that has been very rewarding um and also it's just so rewarding to see how much it means to you when other people care like that in and of itself is like a gift like to see how happy you get how excited you are (laughs) And how passionate you are. It's so true. Your passion feel fuels this project and it it's makes so I'm gonna speak for both of us here, Aileen, yeah. but it makes us want to be a part of it. No, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. It is a project that I like I wholeheartedly believe in. Again, like I'm a very impulsive person. I start and finish projects and hobbies so impulsively. But music has been my longest project and this actually brings me to one of my questions. Consistency has been so important for you through this since day one. Yeah. It has been, if I'm going to do this, I am going to be consistent. And holy shit, have you been fucking consistent. Yeah, I've yeah, been like difficultly. To the, point, <laughs> to the point where it could honestly be a, not annoying, but I could say it. It's been an, we had no, had to turn around we on had like to turn around on road trips to go back to be able to make sure we can post music mentality. Um, <laughs> how, like, what? How have you managed to stay consistent? What is the secret to it? Do you think what has, what has been the biggest challenge with it, and what has made it the easiest for you to stick to your consistency? Um, to be honest, a part of my consistency doesn't come from a healthy place. Um, I think that the reason I stay so consistent is because if I stop being consistent, 
it won't feel real anymore and as long as I'm being consistent it feels real and as long as feel as long as it feels real I feel motivated to keep going so I think that like I don't know how healthy that is or how unhealthy that is but because like at the end of the day you got to give yourself a break as well um and you know it, it's our podcast it's our project we can do we could do whatever we want with it but like for me posting on Saturday at 12 p.m every single week three posts on Instagram every single week like that consistency is and was so important to me because again like if I stop I know myself and if I stop I'll feel comfortable in not going anymore and I'll make excuses for myself without even realizing that I'm making excuses for myself and all of a sudden I'm not doing what I'm passionate about anymore and I don't want to ever blame other people for my lack of pursuing my passions because if I'm stopping then I'm choosing to stop and I could choose to start again but for me starting again is harder than um, not stopping. Yeah, I feel like you just echo the sentiment of a lot of artists. Like, I feel like this is a common feeling that a lot of artists feel like consistency is kind of like a drug. It's yeah. like once you're on, once, and that's kind of how burnout happens. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, and it often from like, I mean, you see YouTubers talk about it all the time, um, is how it becomes very demanding from your fans that they want you to stay consistent and that it's important to them to stay for you to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that this kind of loops back to one of the points you made earlier where when you're an artist, your job is kind of 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Cause for me, when I get home after work, like my phone is off, I cannot be reached. But for you at 12 PM on a Saturday, you have to be posting. That's <laughs> true. You're right. And I think that rest is a pretty big topic. Like you guys know that rest is a huge topic for me these last I don't know how many months because I a lot of artists have taught me what rest is but I still don't embody it I still don't really know how to rest um so it's still a work in progress it's still something that I'm learning but yeah, yeah I think that the life of an artist or anyone in the entertainment industry is very susceptible to um burnout yeah and I feel like listening to these like artist stories and listening to like listening to what you just said you know we just have to be easier on people like people have lives people have feelings mm -hmm. you know like it's hard and people we have to are people people <laughs> are people yeah we just need to we need to be easier on people you know like a, a topic that I know we've talked about on well you've talked about on the podcast and you and I have talked about Meg it has been like how it's so insane how when artists like are burning out when they're physically ill, they mm -hmm. still push their boundaries and, and keep pain. performing, you know? So I feel like you offering this, like, this platform for small artists to talk about, like, their burnouts and their mental health struggles, like, really gives, like, fans the opportunity to, like, listen, empathize, and, like, understand what it's like to be an artist, you know? And I feel like you know this expectation to push past the burnout to push past the pain you know perform with a broken foot perform with a cold when you can't even sing quite frankly like all of these different expectations that we set for ourselves but also fans and a lot of artists that I've interviewed called their fans friends which I find very endearing and I love so a lot of 
fans though will put that expectation on the artists I don't think friends would do that so um I think that at a certain point that is why you know we look at big celebrities and we forget that they're people because not only have they put this expectation on themselves at the very beginning their fans have as well from the very beginning and that has become who they are so you lose your sense of humanity you lose the fact that you're a person and you're allowed to feel tired and you're allowed to burn out so by the time that you're this big performing artist performing at all these different venues you are not a person anymore you're a commodity yeah you're not allowed to be it you're you're, you're a product of capitalism bro <laughs> It's so true, but like, look at us. We're literally the younger generation. You're you're interviewing a lot of younger people who are mm-hmm. like more conscious of their mental health mm-hmm. than we've ever let people be in be in society. So I think that it's also like something to be inspired by. You know that we're having these conversations. We're making it not taboo to have these conversations. So props to you. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Props to you because, again, <laughs> like all these realizations, we come them, we come to them together. <laughs> what can we expect out of season two? Um, okay, well, um, okay, so season two. Oh, my freaking God. I am more than halfway done recording season two. Soon going to start recording season three, which is only going to come in like <laughs> – February and we have plans Miss social media manager over here has plans for season three um and we're not even we haven't even released season two this is the wrap-up of season one so like we are thinking ahead um while still trying to stay in the moment of course but (laughs) (laughs) season two oh my god such great artists such inspiring stories um I feel like season two I feel a lot more comfortable I'm sharing a lot more about myself which is not something I did in season one Um, I'm feeling a lot more, you know, season one has inspired me in that everyone is going through something. Everyone has struggles. So to share my struggles, it's okay because people are going to go through struggles, regardless of their political beliefs even. People struggle. So I'm allowed to struggle too. And I feel like in season two, I open up about myself a little bit more, um, which I think in turn does inspire a lot of the artists to open up about themselves. Season two has already made me cry so many times. Like, I won't cry during the interviews, but as soon as I'm done, I'm like, Maggie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> The most rewarding part of all this is like getting a text being like, oh my god, that interview was so good. <laughs> I was about to swear, but I was like, oh, should I? No, bro, I've been swearing, don't worry. But swear all the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Um, um, yeah, but just getting that text from you. And I've gotten so many of those texts in season two, guys, for season two. I am so excited. Season two, like... I'm excited, as I mentioned, the artists. I'm excited about me opening up. I am so excited for so many different things. It's, oh, I'm just so excited. And I'm hoping to, like, by season three, at least, to be able to reconnect with some of the artists from season one. And I know, like, get a little life update with where they are now. So that's going to be so exciting. And a few bigger names, dare I say. (laughs) um so yeah that's that's what I have to say about season two just it continues on it gets deeper it gets I was gonna say better but I don't say it gets better per se because I mean the artists that have been on here have 
definitely been amazing. And we'll hopefully be on here again one day. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully be again. But I guess, you know what? We all get better. We're always yeah. getting better. So I guess that is fair to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I think that maybe what you're trying to say more so is that through this journey, you've learned a lot and you're excited to apply what you've learned. <sighs> Mag, you just <laughs> exactly. you just framed my words in the way that they need to be framed. She so thank that. you. She does do that. You both do that. Um, you do that too, bro. Thanks, guys. We do it for each other. Oh God, I feel like this whole episode is just us love thanking fest. each other. Yeah, I love yeah, that. <laughs> one big love fest. I mean, this is us constantly. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I think that's where I want to wrap it up. So thank you guys so much for interviewing me, for picking my brain, for letting me ponder on everything that I've learned and everything we've been through. Thank you for letting us. Yeah. This was so fun, um, and I'm sure it must have been really weird for you to be in the Oh, so weird. In the hot seat. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. is this how they feel? <laughs> you have three people in your office during this podcast. I know. Hopefully, maybe in season two, you'll do more in-person interviews. That would be fun. That would be really fun. That would be really fun. I would have to invest in the microphone. <laughs> two chairs don't even fit into this office. Meg is sitting on a table. I'm standing, and Aileen is switching between sitting and standing. Currently, so. I'm using Aileen's uh, chair as a footrest. So. <laughs> yeah. So she has a small office, but she does the trick. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully it'd be really cool to have people in person, definitely. And, I mean, Meg, you were the one who was like, let us interview you, so thank you. This was originally <laughs> just going to be like a solo project where I don't even know how I was going to do it, but I was just going to go over everything on my own again don't know how I was going to do that but I was going to figure out a way so you guys have made this so much more feasible and so much better and you guys have made me think of things I wouldn't have think thunk, thunk, thought thought of on my own <laughs> thanks for having us this has yes. been so much fun oh, I love you guys I love you, <laughs> love you. <laughs> hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.